Cain being angry and when God, in other words, his conscience, telling him that everything that he's done wrong and that's fucking with his head is the reason for it is because of his own actions. He's brought himself to it and he knows that deeply, but he won't admit it. He wants to blame somebody like everybody else. And he doesn't want to face his problems. That is why he became jealous of his brother and killed him. It is a staple of the human condition. And if you think that the Bible doesn't have merit, then think again. The stories in the Bible, the way they're written, are boring as fuck. Watch some videos. Watch some videos on the Bible. Watch Jordan Peterson. Wake up, you atheists that call yourself atheists. Because you hold things sacred. Whether you believe you do or not. If you like weed, you hold that sacred. Because it's kind of a ritual. You smoke it. You light it on fire. Um, Anything can be a ritual. But... I mean, broadly speaking. But think again if you think the Bible did not lead to good things. And believe me, I know it led to bad things, okay? But if you're going to talk about the bad things, you got to talk about the good things too. That is all. Thanks for listening. I thought I'd talk about the anima. Um, the anima is something that Carl Jung coined. Um, what it means is, and it's not limited to this definition, it has multiple meanings like anything else in the world. The anima is something that is within a masculine body, be it male or female, a person who is mostly masculine, and you project that beingness, that anima, onto something or someone that is mostly feminine. And what you get from that is overwhelming emotions. Desire, passion, as opposed to compassion, where you're willing to work on a relationship other than just be um, driven by desire, um, and feelings of lust for that person. Um, that's where the negativity comes in. Because um, is there are good and bad to everything. But um, it's usually the case that your life is altered in a bad way if you um, pursue this. Sometimes it can be small. Like you get rejected. Or this person may be a different political affiliation than you and you're not interested in that person because of that. And as a result, you are kind of pouting. Um, And there can also be other results that are catastrophic. Um, I read in a book called The... Looking at it right now, The Invisible Partners by John A. Sanford, um, where he talks about the anima. A man who had a family, wife and kids, 
was infatuated by a woman he met once. It was his anima projection. He um, thought about it for so long and eventually he pursued her and got married to her. And a week later, he realized that this was a mistake and that he wasn't thinking. It was a dopamine urge. It was irrational. He didn't think about it. So there's a lot to be said for that because if you can study these ideas, these, that complicated idea, um, you can understand, and this is relationship psychology, you can understand where you went wrong in a relationship. And that's important. But this, this knowledge has been known for a long, long time, thousands of years. It just hasn't been described as the anima or the animus, which is the exact same thing as the anima, but, but with a masculine projection. Um, but the gods of ancient Egypt, the civilization of ancient Egypt, I believe it was ancient Egypt, believed that a person was born with four spirits within them. Two of them being feminine, two of them being masculine. One positive, one negative for each. And this is exactly right. Because as um, intelligent people would know, people that can understand this, they would understand that religion was a precursor to science. And in many ways, they're the same. But I can get on that later. Um, There is a reason why um, so the spirits within the so-called primitive tribe I guess they are primitive of Egypt um, the anima and these, these spirits that were within the, those people and still are today were re- regarded as deities and what is a universal factor of all deities? Well, I'd say the ultimate one is that we don't understand them because they're on a way higher level than we are. Higher level of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and awareness. Um, and you... It has been called the unknown several times. The unknown being chaos. But we can forget that word for now. Let's stick to the unknown. Um, In the Cain and Abel story, um, and in biblical days in general, people looked to the sky and they had feelings of overwhelming desire to understand what the hell was out there. Because they didn't live in these industrialized cities where you couldn't see the fucking stars that you're entitled to see. They lived in deserts. That's where society originated. Civilization. They lived in deserts. So when they looked up there, be it Aurora Borealis or not, 
They saw the stars and they were adoring of them. Who wouldn't be? So when they looked there, they didn't know what the fuck it was. They wanted to know what they were doing, what their purpose was. So they looked to God, the unknown, what they didn't understand. And they made sacrifices to it. So in the Cain and Abel story, Cain and Abel, God's two sons, um, well, you know, in, in Genesis, they were to make sacrifices to him, to God. And Cain, he did, was he just kind of looked around and picked up some fruit on the ground and he lit it on fire and thus the clouds or the smoke went up and God was able to smell it. He didn't really like it, you know, he just found some fruit on the ground that's not, it's not very respectful and, I mean, it's not a great work ethic. Um, Abel got some great meat and he burned it, same thing, God loved it. Now, Abel was a revered man. People loved him, but... One of his downfalls was he wasn't very conscious of his own actions, of his his awareness. Cain was, and that made him anxious. You could say that um, when Adam and Eve ate the apple, um, some people uh, were kind of, you know, just roaming about life, not really thinking that's Abel, and then the other is Cain. So you have that example. Um, now, Cain, as any anxious person, would get fed up and start questioning himself. Um, what they did, instead of questioning themselves, was look to the sky, the unknown. Because that's where they thought everything was controlled. At least I believe so like behaviors and humans and all the stuff because they believe God created the heaven and the earth. That means that, that he, they created, he, he obviously in the book, he created humans. So he, so he must have some control over them from their point of view. So he, Cain, as I said, he questions himself. And um, if this were happening today, he'd be questioning, he'd be seeing a therapist or he'd be having an existential crisis, looking in the mirror, trying to think like, everything I do, God, everything I do is wrong. I I fuck up at every corner. No matter what, everything I touch turns to shit. What, What do I do? And so God told him, his conscience told him that everything he's doing wrong is because of his own actions. He is to blame. Cain is to blame for his own actions. And there's two things you can do when you hear this from yourself or God, you know, typically yourself, because that's how it is. That makes more sense that way. You can either accept it and take responsibility for yourself or you can do what Cain did, which was become angry because he, he didn't understand, you see. 
He became very angry. And what he did was he became jealous of his brother and took him out to the desert and martyred him. And something I forgot to mention was the reason they made sacrifices, another one of the reasons is because they were, you can think of it like this. I mentioned that the sky was the unknown. There's a whole fucking world out there that they didn't know of. They didn't understand. So that can be compared to the human brain because we don't know what the fuck's going on up there with consciousness and all that stuff. We don't really have many studies on it. We don't know where it comes from. We don't even know if it comes from the brain. But anyway, they make sacrifices to the sky, to the unknown, and um, in an attempt to have God favor themselves, to favor their life, to take the edge off, to give them a break. And that makes sense. And you know what? If we just looked at the Bible differently, because everybody I talk to, they say the same thing. You know, the Bible, um, it has some, some good stories, some stories that mean, have deep meanings, but none of that shit's true, so it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you right now that whether they're true or not, is irrelevant because in those stories especially the Cain and Abel story they are you and me we interact with people like that all the time we interact with ourselves and we're like that we become jealous and we don't take responsibility for ourselves that's what we need to do rights are important don't get me wrong But we need to take responsibility for those rights. We need to fight for them. We need to fight. That is what matters. I need to digress. (laughs) Kind of going on a rant here. But but yes, that that idea with the the sacrifices to, to your consciousness, to the unknown, that is important. Because what you're trying to do is make amends with yourself. And, and it's interesting because we say, oh, something's bugging me. And that's brilliant. Because as we've seen in Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket, a bug, is Pinocchio's conscience. And then you look, and this is a movie from the 40s. And this is Disney, okay? So that tells you the minds that were at work in Disney. It's a brilliant metaphor. So you think about it. Jiminy Cricket was a representation of God for Pinocchio. And that is mind-blowing. The Bible and all religion and all of life, the situations that we get into, are, they have artistic merit and it's beautiful and if you take a look at that I believe that it can take you from nihilism and into morality thank you